Hey guys, it's Steph. And on today's episode of the Steph Up Podcast, I'll be talking with Art Rios, who is an, a lawyer and author of the book, Let's Talk, where we talk about making your life exciting, easier, and exceptional. I want to wish you all a wonderful holiday season. It can be a very difficult time for many people, and it can be a very happy time for many people. And I think if we can understand that it can be hard for some people and happy for others and a mixture of both, let's have some understanding and empathy and grace as we go into this holiday season. This is the last podcast episode for 2021. So I will be back on January 17th of 2022. And in the new year, we'll be talking about money and dating and just being yourself, being the real authentic you and why that's important. I also have Howard Berg coming up, who is the world's fastest reader, and he teaches us some techniques on how to read fast. I'm excited for the new year. It's It's been a rough few months, so I need... <laughs> I'm excited to take a little break, but I'll see you all in January. Welcome to the Stuff Up Podcast, where we delve into different topics to learn more about eh, to learn more about ourselves and more about others. And today, let's talk. Let's talk with author, lawyer, lawyer, author of the book. Let's talk, Art Rios. Art. Welcome to the Stephanie. Podcast. Uh, good morning and welcome. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I couldn't be better, honestly. And I'm I'm so thankful that, that we're having this chance to talk because that's what I like to do. And and I'm sure we're gonna have a wonderful conversation. So so thank you for having me. Thank you. I think it's really funny. You probably found me through the hashtags because one of my hashtags is let's talk. Yes, yes. And that's <laughs> yep. which is so funny. And I I re- really appreciate that about you and your posts and your book, because I think authentic conversations are really important. Absolutely. They matter. And yep. uh, yeah, let's talk about all these different things and let's have open discussions without, yes. you see so much of angry conversations, so much of yeah. people going at it. And I think m- many of us really just want to have open dialogue. Right, and right. I believe that that's that's also part of your what you believe in. Absolutely, because I, I mean, I think that sadly conversations, you know, it, it, it's an art form that's being lost. And it's so important to just talk to to people um, because now the younger generation is texting. And, I, and I've even had cases where, you know, I've been at a table and there's some you know, people younger than me and they're texting each other across the, you know, the table, which doesn't make any sense uh, <laughs> unless, you know, they're making fun of me or, or somebody else at the table, which which then that would be wise. But um, <laughs> I just feel that that just talking day to day conversations are being lost. And I, and I think it's sad and it's a shame because that's how nature intended for us to communicate. And it's also a, the, the best and the most perfect way for us to have a full conversation or communication, because it's not just what we're hearing, but we also have the body language, the inflections and all that to make sure that what the message that's uh, that you want to come across is coming across. That. Yeah, that is true. I I was never a big fan of the phone, so I love the texting, but you do miss the like you said the body language the inflection the tone 
And there have been so much miscommunication with, <laughs> with mm-hmm. sure. email, texting, messaging. That's just kind of crazy. And I do, I do think the young people, from what I'm observing, uh, there's a lot more of wanting dialogues. I, I'm but seeing that. there's I'm also seeing a that miscommunication there issue. There is. Too. There is. And, and I think that maybe, I mean, there's nothing wrong with technology. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for it. And I think that, that texts have, have their place. But what, what's really important about it is what you just said. Sometimes there's miscommunication. I'll give you an example. I have two girls, uh, a 22-year-old and an 18-year-old. So my 18-year-old uh, sends me a text the other day, and I reply to her, and then she calls me, and she's like, Dad, why are you mad at me? <laughs> and I said, I said, honey, why do you think I'm mad at you? Well, because you just texted me and you put a period at the end. And I said, yeah. And well, that means that you're mad or you're upset. I said, no, that means that I'm an author and that's proper grammar to put a period at the end. So, you know, things like that is like, OK, uh, you know, I don't get it. Um, but I think that the that, yes, that that the the. Yeah, uh, the new generation, the younger generation. I think they are starting to gravitate more towards uh, towards having face to face conversations. And actually, I was laughing the other day because my oldest daughter uh, Maria was telling me, "You know, Dad, that the title of your book could be confusing." And I said, "What could be more confusing than let's talk?" And he says, "Well." Because, you know, now when people before they date, there's like a phase that's called talking. And I said, what? <laughs> yeah, that, we don't just ask people out or date. No, first you talk and then you date. And it's like, oh, OK. So she goes, so maybe people think your, your book is about dating and, and all that stuff. I said, well, you know, not necessarily. Um, but that goes into this whole dynamic of the of, of how this generation is going through phases with, with technology, but yes, they are, I believe getting back to having more face-to-face dialogue and conversations, which I think is wonderful. I have not heard of this. Talk. Yes. So oh, yes, I, yes. Yes. I feel like no. I'm so, I'm getting so like, you don't really realize the older you're getting until uh-huh. you start hearing language that the younger yes. generation say, and you have to mm-hmm. Google it or ask somebody. <laughs> Well, well, I, you got to look this up because I mean, in my day, if you like somebody, you would tell them that you like them and would you like to go out? And and if, you know, you had a couple of good dates, then you were dating. Well, no, now apparently there's a talking phase before you get to the dating phase. So it it seems to have gotten a bit, a bit more complex or there's more of a hierarchy uh, to it. it. It seems that it was easier before, but you know, uh, I guess they're just wanting to get to know each other better before they say that they're officially dating, um, I, which is what I'm what I'm reading into it. But yes, there is a hierarchy now to to romantic interludes. Is it maybe because if they're they meet online and then yes. that's OK. Yeah. Or or maybe just to get to know each other a little bit better um, yeah. before they before they commit, uh, you know, to maybe holding themselves out as being officially dating. That's that's what I think. But I think that the online aspect definitely has a lot to do with it as well. But it seems to work. So, you know, it's kind of like a filter, I guess. (laughs) I don't get online dating. I've tried it a few times. (laughs) It's hard. And you get, I, I don't know. I, if I get a guy who's just like, Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Yeah. What's up? Right. Not much. I mean, I like to get into discussions. Right. Right. 
I mean, yeah. and, and, and I, what I see about it, on, as far as the online dating, what I see about it, I guess it's wonderful just to meet the person. But I, I mean, of course, being a conversationalist, I would say, well, okay, as soon as you meet the person, you tell them, let's talk, you know, let's, let's get on the phone and have a conversation. And, and if okay. it works, then, then let, let's meet and, and get together. You know, I, I mean, obviously the whole, I guess you have to be careful and because there's a lot of strange individuals, you know, men and yes. women out there. Um, but I think that it, I think it's probably a wonderful platform for the initial contact, but then move right, right out of the, uh, that, that cyber world and start having conversations. And then if I think that if that works, it's wonderful because that's another way of filtering also um, the person on the other side, because I'm, I'm assuming that with, you know, with all these websites, they have, you know, different filters and, and, and um, your preferences and things like that. So, yeah. I mean, I think it's a wonderful thing as long as you don't stay, like you're saying, you know, just back and forth. Hello, how are you? What gets to the point where it's monotonous and there's no romance behind that, obviously. And I'm, I guess I'm old school romantic that I like to, you know, meet the person and, and start getting to know, you know, or start to get to know the other person as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, sure. So have you always been a talker? I have. I have all my life. I, I really have. Um, and it's also odd. I, I've been a person and I don't mean this to sound arrogant or anything, but I've just been a person that people gravitate towards to talk. Um, even when I was younger and in high school and all that, um, I, I, I was one of these persons, that people that would get along well with everybody, with all the groups, if you will. Um, and sometimes I look at my at my high school yearbook. And even some pictures I have and the variety of groups that I show up with, you know, it's honestly, you would just laugh. You know, I'm in a picture with a football team and the next picture I'm with a bunch of, of goth people. You know, it's, it's just the, the weirdest, but I get along well with everybody and uh, and people seem to feel comfortable talking with me as well. And I think it's just because I'm genuine. I've never had, you know, I'm just, I'm just honest and I've never had an agenda or anything like that. So you know, when people talk to me, I'm going to listen to what they have to say. And, and, and my replies are going to come from the heart. You know, like I say, I, I've never been, never had, you know, any, any evil intent behind my action. So yeah. And, and I genuinely like people. I mean, honestly, I think that you, you really have to be almost like Hitler for me not to like you because I'm just, you know, I, I find a way to like, uh, most people, you know, um, because people are nice. I mean, it, I, I think that it, you know, maybe excluding Hitler. I mean, most people, <laughs> yeah, most people in their heart, I mean, they want to be nice and they want to be kind. And and I think that kindness in, in, in my book, you know, there's a whole chapter just on kindness. Um, I think kindness is super important. And, and you and I were talking before we started taping that uh, one of the problems that I see is that in the world today, you know, people are just so caught up in, and there's a lot of bad happening and, and it is what it is, but we're, for, we don't hear about the good. And, and I'm sure that there's a lot of kindness that takes place every day, but we don't hear about that. Um, and we just need to start thinking that a simple act of kindness, no matter what it is, you know, imagine if every person in this world did one simple, it could be the most minimal thing, one simple act of kindness every single day, I mean, come on, the, the world would be euphoric. Um, and when we're kind of losing that, and I believe it's also, you know, obviously we're, we're still in the grips of this pandemic. We don't know where it's going. Um, there's a lot of bad things, sad things happening around the world. 
Um, but we just need to step back and say, wait a minute, but, but life is meant to be enjoyed. Life shouldn't be too complicated. And I think we complicated ourselves. Um, and just stepping back and saying, wait a minute, you know, I, uh, I have a life to live. I have a life to enjoy. And I have to also, and, and it's not that you're, you bury your head in the sand, but you also have to look for the good in the world and not, not let yourself get so steered towards the bad. Um, so one of the best ways to do that is to talk to people, you know, and, and if you walk by somebody in the street, say hello, or if it's in your car, you know, exchange a smile, um, just, just be kind. And, and you know what, even if they don't smile back, you feel better about it. And if they're not smiling back, you know, I hope God helps them that day because obviously they're, you know, they're not having the best of days. Um, but yeah, we just need to talk to each other and, and realize that the world is great. And, and talking about God, I've always said that you can enjoy every single day of life because God in his or her infinite wisdom designed the day to have 24 hours, right? So we got eight hours to work, eight hours to sleep, but we all always forget that there's another eight hours every single day that you can do to enjoy life. And that's the way, that's why the day is designed the way it is. Every single day of your life can be enjoyable, but we often forget those other eight hours or, or, or let them, you know, get into, let the work flow in and all that stuff. But no, life is enjoyable and it can be enjoyed every single day with kindness. I think a lot of people are just surviving in life and not yeah. thriving. Yeah. And I see that I was like that for so many years. I worked and was just miserable. I would just come right. home and do nothing. Uh, and I, I was not in a good place. Right. And, uh, and over the last few years, I've been able to see a different way of living. Right. And I was just trying to get through life, you know, sure. and I could understand why people would commit suicide. Like I was yeah. like, Oh, I yeah. get it. You know? sad. Yeah. But now I'm just thinking, wow, there's so much more to enjoy and yeah. to yeah. kind of let go yes. of judgment and so yes. much anger. And, yep. and I'm, I'm starting to enjoy life now yeah. and thrive. And it's really exciting. But I think we, we get so caught up in, well, work and school and the stress because mm -hmm. there's so much stress for so many people. There is. And, yeah, it's really hard. Yeah, you, but stuff, that's okay. It, 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 it's mm -hmm. fine. I mean, but but stress about work while you're working, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're probably too young to remember this, but there used to be this old uh, Warner Brothers cartoon where it was a sheepdog and a coyote, right? And then they would show up to work and they would both, you know, punch in. It was hilarious because they had their time cards and they'd punch in. They oh, go, yeah. good morning, Ra uh, Ralph. Uh, hey, Sam, how are you, right? Then they go to work. And during the day, the sheepdog was just beating the crap out of the coyote because the coyote was trying to get the sheep, right? And, and it was kind of like the roadrunner thing. But, you know, he just beat each other up during the day. And then at the end of the day, all right, good night, Ralph. See you tomorrow, Sam. Right? So it was just work, right? And, 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 and when you're working, you're working. But when you leave, you know, leave work at the office, even if it's a home office, close the door. And you're done. And now approach the following eight hours, like you said, letting go of all judgment, of all stress and all that. Uh, and, and just enjoy life however you like to enjoy. That's another thing. You have to know what really makes you happy. And that's what you're talking about. So I, I'm glad that, that you're, you've gotten to that point. And I think, you know, maturity and wisdom, all, all, you know, that helps us get there as well. Yeah, for sure. Well, in, a, in your book, you talked about having that, closing the door, mm -hmm. stepping away, taking time off for a few days and logging off of your phone 
during certain times. And Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, that's stuff that we all need to hear constantly because we, we can forget to do that. Or just when you say it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's such a great idea. I don't, Mm -hmm. I didn't think of it like that, you know? Yeah. I mean, just leave, uh, I have two cell phones and sometimes people may may think that's wasteful, but it's, it's a stress reliever because I have one cell phone. That's a very simple I mean, it's basically just to make phone calls on, but that cell phone's for my girls, you know, and for my girls, my parents and my sister, if, if they, if those are the people that I want to make sure can reach me 24 seven, nobody else has that number. And that cell phone is not a text. No, you've got a call. So, you know, it, it, they're going to make the effort. My other phone, which is for my law practice and, and business and everything that one, I, when, when the workday is over, that phone's turned off and that's it until the next day. So it, that's a way to step away from the constant barrage of, of texts and emails. Now, if you want to exchange texts, emails with friends, that's fine. But if you see it's, if it's a work email, you know, just put it in a file for the next day because we do have to, you know, walk away from technology or at least technology that makes us stressful. If it's technology that, you know, you're having fun, you're shopping, watching, you know, streaming a show on, on, on Netflix, whatever it may be, that's fine. That's cool because that's, that's a stress reliever, but not the technology that's going to, you know, get you back to the, the work zone and all that good stuff. I also believe in, 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 um, I, in my book, it's the chapter called hundred hours of solitude. Mm-hmm. I think that every, I don't know, two or three times a year, it's super healthy for you to go off alone. Uh, and hundred hours works out to about three and a half, four days. Um, and I'm not being going off in a cave or anything, but just go off literally by yourself just to think and be with yourself, check in with yourself and kind of, you know, what you were talking about, seeing where you're at with life. And if you do that a couple of times a year, I think that that's extremely healthy and you come back focused and, and, and you know exactly where you are or where you want to be and where you want to be going. Yeah. I, it's funny you say that actually, because I used to wake, I'd be that person who'd wake up and the first thing I do is turn on my phone. Right. But as I started, I was working with a life coach earlier this year uh-huh. and just taking time and realizing how important silence yes, is sure. and meditation, deep breathing, oh, yes. stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. And I find I don't even want to. I'm like, I want to turn my phone on like much later now. I don't even want to see anything. Right. Uh, Because all of a sudden I've got all these messages and emails and oh, this and this and this. And and just, you know, if you're on social media, you're seeing politics, you're seeing whatever. Right. And all of a sudden I get stressed, not super stressful, but just. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. You're putting yourself (laughs) in your work zone, of course. And, 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 And it's a it's a natural stress but but you're just putting yourself in, in your zone in your thinking zone and if you think about it what i don't like about that is you're letting, actually in, in one of the book i'm working on now that's one of the things i talk about the problem is if you do that in the morning you're letting other people dictate your day whereas if you say no wait a minute you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna check emails yet i'm gonna meditate and or i'm gonna spend some quiet time what i like to do is get up and just write i just love to do that and because it's what i like to do puts me in a positive frame of mind. And then when I'm done with the writing, then I'm going to check emails and all that good stuff. But I'm, I'm running my day. I'm not letting, you know, the, the, the requirements of emails for people asking me to do something because then right off the bat, you know, you're off to the races and you're working. So I, I love your thought of meditating. And, and actually in the book, I talk about meditation people. I think a lot, most people don't understand what meditation is. You know, they think it's, 
again, going off into a cave and becoming a, a yogi or something. No, it's just being quiet with your mind. And there's so many different ways to do it. And there's a gazillion books out there about it and some really great apps as well. But it's, there's nothing hokey about it. It's just sitting down and being quiet, you know, for five, 10 minutes. And it does wonders for you. Yeah. That's definitely true. I rem- yeah, we used to think like growing up in the Christian culture, meditation was prayer. Oh, that's Eastern Eastern yeah, religion, right. or you have to focus on God and just pray. Right. Uh, but we we didn't kind of also see the aspects of just right, just right, enjoying right. the quiet and just quiet. deep breathing. Yeah, uh, and so over the last few years, I've started kind of doing these things. I'm like, wow, it is so true how mm-hmm. helpful it is. <laughs> Absolutely. No. And think about this stuff. Can you imagine if you left your, uh, let's equate our minds to uh, the engine in a car. Okay. If you have that car running 24 seven, at some point that engine is going to blow up. Right. But you know, when we get home, we turn off the engine and, and it rests for a few hours you know, how is our mind any different from that where well, we need to let it rest for a little bit, you know, and, and sleep. The problem with sleep is that, you know, it's still kind of going, even though you're resting. But meditation is actually shutting down your mind as much as you can and finding. And it's a lovely place to be when you're there because it's so relaxing. And, and you know, whatever thoughts come into your mind, you just kind of push them aside and go, wait, yeah, I'll, I'll deal with you soon. But it's me time. Yes. And like you were saying before, um, that the world right now, we need to calm down. I mean, I think we all, the world always needs to kind of calm down. Like oh, there's yeah. always crazy stuff of happening. Course. Right. Um, but I think it is important to do that because we are so stressed and we are mm-hmm. allowing social media and so many things to just clog up our minds. Right. Well, I mean, because you're right. The world's always been a stressful place. It's always had problems but in the old days people weren't finding out out about it 17 seconds after it happened and if it happened you know in the far corner of india you weren't finding about it 17 seconds after it happened now it's just this constant bombardment of information which it's you know pros and cons but before well people weren't being you know just showered with all this information constantly and, and most of the time it's the bad news that sells so you know Mm-hmm. Actually, it's it's funny you say that too, because if you're, I, and I've noticed this, you know, if you post something, you're getting maybe 10, 20 different responses and it's overwhelming because there's different, <laughs> oh, well, no, the, you shouldn't say that or, or you shouldn't do this. Yes, you should. Right. No, uh, blah, everyone's right. opinions. Right. But before, before social media, you would just maybe talk to one or two people and it <laughs> right. wasn't as overwhelming. Exactly. Yep, exactly. And that's yeah. sometimes why I'm like, I have to get off. I can't handle this. No, 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 it is. It, it, it's crazy. But uh, I mean, again, it's got its great things because I think, you know, social media also is bringing the world together in, in good ways. Um, but but the, the message for me here is find a happy medium. You know, you don't have to go to the extreme of living off the grid or you don't have to go to this, the extreme of feeling like you have to be on the grid constantly. You know, it's it's just finding a sweet spot, a happy medium where, okay, you know, this is, you know, like right, right in the middle. Um, and, and that's just fine. Yeah. I, I don't know about you, but I grew up in very black and white type of thinking. Oh, sure. And uh, it's so freeing to just see yeah. it doesn't have to be this. Because uh, even a few years ago, I'd be like, is social media good or bad? Because people are right. saying, you know, you see articles, why it's bad, why it's good. Right. 
right. and like you said, it's a happy medium. Yep. Yep. There's good and bad of, of everything. Everything. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to ask you, and, and sorry, I'm not flipping the, the our roles here. So what was your inspiration for starting the show? Oh, that's funny story, actually, because it started, I, I left my last job and mm -hmm. I was looking to do something. So I was like, I'm going to get into voiceover. Right. And I got a mic and I was learning. Oh, wow. There's so much to do. There's so much to uh -huh. learn. Right. Sound, uh, the voice, the technology. Sure. And I was procrastinating so i thought hey <laughs> i like chatting with people and we were in the pandemic so right uh, and i found out what zoom was uh, <laughs> i was yes. kind of really behind the times i think no but, i think um, that was, was with you yeah <laughs> and i started just thinking oh it'd be kind of fun to chat with people and if i have a podcast and it has to be out by a certain time i'm i, I have to learn this i have to learn how to edit right. you're yeah yes. i'm committed yeah So it just kind of started like that. And then I was doing different acting courses online and uh -huh. voiceover. And I realized it's not really as much fun as I thought it would be. And I don't, because uh -huh. people are talking about how they love it. They love getting in front of it. Right. I love getting in front of it to just be myself and talk to people. I right. don't really like getting in front of it and having to put on a certain voice and face sure. and character. Yeah. You're so, acting. Yeah. For me, that wasn't an, I'm not really an actor. Like I, I tried it and I didn't find uh -huh. that fun. So I'm like, I don't really think this is for me, uh -huh. but it got me into the podcasting and I've met right. so many different people. That's wonderful. I've had so many wonderful conversations and I've learned, I've grown since, and it's been a year and I, I mean, it's stressful at times, especially sure. like social media. I have to post and Oh, when right. do you That stuff yeah, but, but you have, but, but you're doing well because I mean, you're, you have your followers that are now going to want to see what conversations you're going to have. And, and when you learn, they're learning, you know? Um, so I think that's what it's all about. That's wonderful. I, I think it's great, you know, having, uh, and, and you obviously enjoy it and there's nothing better than doing what you like. I mean, you know, obviously that's been an generations or, or decades old saying, but once, you know, once you find that, that area that you love doing, then it's not even work. That's so true. I used to be looking for that so much. I'm yeah. like, how do people talk about that? Because work to me, I never found a passion right. until recently. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've been working all these years and just miserable trying to find right. a job that I could stand at least. Right, right. Uh, but then when you have something outside, even if it's outside of your work and you have something that, like this morning I woke up, I'm like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, I'm going to talk to Art. Right. And, uh, I got to edit the rest of you're my excited. podcast yep. for Monday and I'm going to do you're this excited. business. Yep. I'm excited. Whereas before yep. I'd wake up and I'm like, uh, uh -huh. I just roll over and go back to bed or just exactly. on Netflix or something. Yep. You don't want You don't want to get out of bed. No, I'm, I, that's see, that's why I think you should get up in the morning and, you know, cause the old adage is do the thing you want to do the least in the morning. I, I don't buy that. I mean, I, I see the logic in it. I just don't buy it. I want to do what I enjoy doing the most in the morning because that, that makes for a, positive day you're starting off the day happily um and putting yourself in a positive you know frame of mind right you... oh, sorry no no go ahead uh one thing i noticed is i was following different gurus on morning routines mm -hmm. and there's the one by hal elrod where you get up and you do all these different things right yeah within an hour or so uh and before you start your day 
Yeah. And then another person said, oh, no, you just kind of get up and do the, yeah, the the, the thing you don't want to do. You get up and do that first. Right. And other people right. are like, oh, you should. I think I think they call it eating the frog or some crap like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I tried all these different things and I would get stressed out. And I talked mm-hmm. to my life coach and he said, you have to find what works for you. Exactly. For me, getting out of bed and moving a little bit and just mm-hmm. having some quiet time was was enough. I get stressed out if I had to do all these other different things. And so that was so helpful because I think right. sometimes we see this and this is, oh, I need to be like that. Right. And we oh, have to gosh. find what's right for us. Oh gosh, uh, Steph, I'm going to tell you, I, <laughs> I was doing a podcast the other day and uh, we had a really good time, just like I'm enjoying this one. And the gentleman says, so do you see your, your role as a guru growing every day? And I said, well, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I don't want to be anybody's guru. I'd love to be everybody's friend, but that's the last label I would ever want put on me because I, the problem with uh, gurus is exactly what you said. They have their system and you have to follow the system. And, and if you don't follow the system, that's why, you know, you're not flying around like Superman. No. I, and what you just said is brilliant. And it's what I really advocate. Find what makes you happy and what works for you. What what I'm hoping people will get from my books is just a spark and go, OK, yeah, that makes sense. And some of them you know, might read a chapter because because the way I lay out my books is each chapter, I call them talks. They're, each talk is a standalone. So you don't have to read cover to cover right to to understand everything you can read you know and jump around because each talk each chapter is a world of its own and it's designed just to get you to think about whatever that idea might be and if you like it it should be so easy to implement you don't need a system you don't need you know flow charts and powerpoints and all that you just go okay you know i'm going to try to be kinder or i'm I'm going to approach life with more gratitude or that happy hour idea seems to be great you know um but like you say, with routines, you have to find what works for you and, and trying to do what somebody else does that works for them isn't necessarily the answer. Like I was just telling you, the only thing I would advise, and again, people may say, no, that I'd rather check my emails and get that stress out of the way. The only thing I'd advise is don't wake up and right away, you know, go to the phone and, and start checking or answering the beck and call of the emails and text and all that, because then you're at the mercy of somebody else. But if that works for you, look, man, that that's great. And, but I do think that starting the morning somehow, somehow, and, and you're not rushing and you're not jumping out of bed and running and getting in the car and stressing and, you know, no, 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 no. Just start in a nice mellow way. And that's going to carry over into the rest of the day, but you find your own system. You don't have to rely on, on gurus at all. You know, like I say, I'd love to be everybody's friend because friends, talk to each other. You know, gurus talk down at their disciples. Friends talk to one another and we exchange ideas. And like you say, you know, you've said some things that I think are are awesome and that gets me thinking about, you know, that could improve my life. I think that's the way we should approach it. And and a podcast like yours is going to help people do that because they're going to hear these ideas. They're going to go, yeah, that sounds wonderful. Or they may say, no, that's not for me. That's great. But that's what conversation is all about, you know? Mm -hmm. That's uh, that was beautifully said. And thank you so much for your kind words. No, no, it's true. I think it also takes the pressure off because remember, things have changed over the years. And I I love the times we're in. I know some people say, 
we're getting worse with this and that. You've always got negatives and positives of, of each generation. Of course. But early, like 20, 20, 30 years ago, it was, you have to go to the gym. You have to go like right. three times a week and you have to work out this many hours and you have to, <laughs> and when I was, I worked with personal trainers and they would say, uh -huh. you have to do this and this. I would get so stressed out and I hated it. Of course. And, and then you're not going to do it. Exactly. So if I have to, and if I have to go to the gym, I don't like the gym. Well, I don't like I, I all the God. people. Some people do. Well, you know what? I, I, I often <laughs> wonder, I, I swear, I often wonder, I mean, it's something that we should do. You see, I'm not going to say that we have to, but it's something we should do. I mean, I don't love it, but I realize as I'm getting older that it's important. But honestly, who wants to go and sweat? Well, and it's hard. I don't know for what it's like as a male, but as a female, um, there's a lot of women who are in their little, yes, in their outfits. They got perfect right. makeup. They're gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And they're like, flip, flip, flip. And they're not sweating at all. And all the men are ogling them. And I, I look horrible. Like I turn bright red. I'm sweaty. I'm like, wait, what? And I just, I feel awful. <laughs> it's true. I love it. I love it though. And, um, but I don't like the, some people do, I guess, but I don't want to go. So I'd rather right. do my own thing at home. And I've, sure. I've learned different things that I can do at home. There you go. And uh, if you tell me I have to run and do cardio for 30 right. minutes, I'm going to say, Ugh. Uh, exactly. um, and I'm learning different things that I do enjoy. And I love that there's many options and there's YouTube right. videos. Like I could do Pilates yes. and yoga in 10 yep. minutes on my lunch break or whatever, because right. I work from home. Um, and I love that. I love that we're in a, the type of society where, or people say, you know, if you just get up out of bed and move and you go mm -hmm. for a walk and that's all you can do, because some days that's all I can do. And that's fine. And you know, what's better than nothing. Exactly. Yeah. But I like, see, I like that. I like that idea of, well, some days I'll get up and walk and some days I'll do something different. I, I, I hate, and I don't like to use that word. So I apologize. <laughs> I dislike having so much structure because then life becomes draw. I, I like Having the options, like, for example, yesterday, I, you know, I'm, I'm in Florida, it's hot and muggy, you and I were talking about it before we started. And I said, you know what, I'm going to go swimming. So I went, you know, went to the pool uh, and went swam for about an hour, It's which is boring, because I mean, honestly, it is. But it's what I felt like doing yesterday. Unfortunately, after swimming, I went and, you know, had a couple glasses of wine, which probably did away with the benefit of the caloric burn of the swim. But that's what I felt like doing. So I think that not being so structured is also great. And just kind of letting the day guide you, you know, let's let's see where I mean, not being irresponsible and, and shunning your duties, of course, but just kind of let's see where, where, where today takes me and, and what I feel like doing. Um, but the problem is people will equate that with being irresponsible. But I don't think that's it at all. I really appreciate that you say that I, I've been through many diets and I've I've worked through this with people because it's some of it's been so restrictive. Right. And I have had, I, I have a tendency for binge eating uh -huh. and, you know, finally like 10 years ago, they put it in as a disorder in the DSM. Uh -huh. And I was like, Oh, that's why I have such a hard time because it's, it's, 
exactly. people telling me stop that it's exactly. not working and when uh, and the more they tell you to stop the more you're gonna do it exactly so when i would try different diets i would maybe last two weeks and right. then i'd binge on all the junk food mm-hmm. and d- talking to different people learning different things it's it, it's more about enjoying life. So you can right. have that piece of cake. Don't of think of it as evil and, oh, I'm so bad because I used right. to do that. You did it. It's fine. Just exactly. it's more about the balance, but eating healthier yes. in general. Right. And, and, you know, and have a small slice. You don't have to have the whole thing. But the, if you tell yourself, I can't have it, I can't have it, I can't have it. You are going to eat the whole thing because, I mean, that's just you know, human nature. And I mean, I've always been a big guy. I'll always be a big guy. I like being a big guy, but you know, it also got to a point and I read about in the book where I was, you know, obese. And then I I had a bariatric surgery, which was a great idea. And I don't regret it. It's wonderful. Um, And I'm still big today, but I'm in, I'm in a very healthy zone and I'm happy with where I'm at. And I'm very happy with my self image. I don't have any issues. You know, you were talking about going to the gym and all that, you know, yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying, but those people that you're talking about and those, you know, gorgeous leotards and all that, they also seem a little sad because they're, they're, they don't look like they eat. You know what I mean? <laughs> it looks like they're starving to death or something or, or they're not enjoying one of life's grandest pleasures to me is food, you know, and, and having a night and, and it doesn't have to be a Michelin restaurant. I mean, food trucks are can be just as, as amazing, it's, but it's whatever you feel like on that day you know and having a great glass of wine with your food that's that's actually that's why i think you know wine's around to be to be enjoyed with food so i think that curtailing yourself and denying yourself is wrong and we come back to that that balance we were talking about you know the extremes you know if if you eat i mean i'm not a diet expert for god's sakes but eat whatever you want but just don't eat a bunch you know and but enjoy what you're eating and if you're a big person as long as you're healthy as long as you're healthy that's see, that's the big thing for me I, I get two checkups a year make sure my numbers are okay and all that and if i needed to lose more weight i would um but if you're healthy look as long as you're happy with yourself you can't you can't worry about what other people are thinking it's your life it's your body you know and and i was thinner and i'll be honest with you steph i didn't like the way i looked and i didn't like the way i feel i felt um so it just is accepting yourself you know we're all unique and i write that about that in the book as well you know uh, we're all unique we're all different and we're not supposed to be alike um and that's what makes the world interesting and if other people don't want to accept you the way you are you know there's a place uh, below the earth where they can go to <laughs> yes that's um yeah that's so true there was actually i also felt the same i lost a lot of weight i think it was 2008 2009 and i was down to a size eight and i'd always been 12 or higher mm-hmm. and i was shopping and i got you know it was so much yeah. fun clothes yeah. shopping oh yeah of course but I still, and I, I did feel better, like in how I looked, but I was not, I was still a mess inside. And I mm-hmm. always thought being skinny was the ultimate because I was right. always teased. Oh, I agree with you. Overweight. Yep. Um, and I'm, I mean, I've gained weight since and I'm, I'm a work in progress. We all right. are. We all are. Uh, but, um, and I'm still, I'm still healing from a lot of my eating issues. Right. Sure. But you know what? I'm in a much happier place than mm-hmm. when I was skinny because I wasn't right. doing well then either. <laughs> no, and and I mean, I actually that's in the book. I, I talk about 
that I always thought that, you know, that was the answer to everything, being in shape, being thin. And I find, found out that, no, it's, it's that's completely off, you know. And you mentioned something <clears throat> a few minutes ago. You were talking about, you know, the eating disorders being actually addressed as that. In the new book I'm working on, I have a ch- uh, talk in there, a chapter called Hemingway's Folly. And uh, and it's all about mental health. Uh, and I have a big thing about this because, you know, we go at least we're supposed to, you know, go get checked up once a year. I like to go twice, but everybody goes and gets their heart, their lungs, everything gets checked. What about your mind and your head? How many people go see a psychiatrist once a year just to check in? Okay. And, you know, there's so many people out there right now that are suffering from depression. They're suffering from anxiety. And there's this stigma with going to see seek help or a psychiatrist when, you know what? A simple pill could fix everything. And it's not, and, and there's such a misconception with this because people think, oh no, if I'm taking, you know, pills for anxiety, they're drugs and, you know, and they're party pills, that's not what it is at all. Because I've had conversations with psychiatrists about this. That's not it at all. And, you know, that anxiety or depression you might be feeling could just be a lack of a certain protein that a pill could fix for you overnight and your life becomes great overnight. You were mentioning suicides and all that. You know how many lives are lost every year just because people don't go and seek help and go talk to a psychiatrist. Of course, psychologists have their place too, but I believe that you should see a psychiatrist because just from the medical standpoint, and they'll often refer you to a psychologist if you need it. But my God, if you're checking every the rest of your body every year, why aren't you checking the most important organ, which is your mind. I mean, that's without our minds, we're nothing. Um, And I wish people would do that. I I mean, I think so many people would find joy, uh, would find happiness. And if they were just open to it and this whole, I I think the stigma is also eroding. I think that that's starting to go away. I think that it's going away at a cost also, because I, I, I believe that some parents may be jumping the gun a little bit too much with kids as well. And thinking that I got to medicate right away. Um, but besides that, people need to to really get their minds checked. And I and I call the chapter Hemingway's Folly because, you know, obviously he's my favorite author, but I'm not happy how he did some of the things in his life and committing suicide being one of them. But I call it his folly because if he had gotten himself checked and knowing that there was such a family history of depression and suicide, you know, why didn't he you know, leave the macho bravado aside and go get help. Um, and that's the folly. And, I, and I'm hoping that everybody, especially if there's anything from our conversation today, Steph, that people will say, you know what, why don't I go talk to somebody? And, and, and most of the time the doctors will tell you, no, you're fine. You're great. See you next year. Perfect. You know, or if you're feeling down, go see them um, and, and get it over with and get it. And, and, and again, it might be nothing serious or it might be, you know, if you have high cholesterol, doctor takes you to take a pill, you're going to take it. You know, if the doctor tells you, you know, this will help with your anxiety. Why wouldn't you? You know. I was on uh, antidepressants for about five or six years mm-hmm. and uh, for for anxiety. And I actually right. got off it last year because I was I was able to. Wonderful. Handle it, manage exactly. it. Exactly, sure. Uh, but, and it, this happens a lot in the Christian world. Mm-hmm. Now, thankfully, the the church I was attending at the time, the pastor was very, like, he he was, like, yeah, he agreed. Right. He But uh, growing up in certain, and in certain churches, it's like, no, you shouldn't take any medication. That's right. the devil and all these right. things. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And 
I even got judged from some of my own family members because they're against medication. And I was thinking, well, this has saved my life. Right, right, right. And so it's, yeah, it's, it's also hard when you kind of grow up in a certain environment to, to handle that. But I think on the other hand, too, some of the mental health stuff, it could be, I mean, who knows, but mm-hmm. sometimes if you're, if you have depression, it could be a medical issue. It could be right. you're lacking right. in something. So the body works all together. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, you know, and, and remember, that's why I say see a psychiatrist first, because if, if the psychiatrists believe that it's just something that you can resolve through counseling, it's their duty to guide you to that. They don't necessarily have to medicate you, you know, um, but it's like any other doctor. They're going to realize if, if your body has a deficiency in something that needs medication, great. But if it's just a matter of counseling, and a lot of times it will be, they're going to refer you to psychologists. And, and there's nothing better than, than talking things out with somebody else. The problem is that most people don't have somebody to talk with or that they don't feel comfortable enough you know, and opening up about their issues. But yeah, mental health is so, so important. And I just hope people will take it a bit more seriously because that's one road to happiness right there that can be easily resolved. And, and, and like in your case, you know, if you need to medicate, that's great. And, but you may get to a point where you don't need it anymore and that's fine too. Yeah. And I think the pandemic has even brought out mental oh, health issues even more. So. Absolutely. Oh yeah. And I love that we're talking about it. Like I, I say, this is great. Yeah. I wish we talked about this when I was in high school. I didn't know right. what was happening. Right. No, no. And, and, and think about it. The kids in high school had to take medications were, were labeled weirdos, you know, they weren't, you know, for the love of God. No. I mean, and they're probably doing great right now. And then the ones that didn't get medication that needed it, you know, God knows, you know, what they're doing. Um, So I'm hoping that, that people will realize it. And and I think it is getting better and there is no stigma there. there And there shouldn't be, I mean, what, why would there be a stigma about doing something that helps you make your life better. I mean, my, the subtitle of my book is, you know, it's let's talk about making life exciting, easier and exceptional, right? Well, there's nothing easier than making your life uh, be working on all, all cylinders and having your body be healthy. And again, it doesn't being healthy again, doesn't have to mean that you have the perfect body. It's a healthy body and that you feel comfortable in, you know, um, and that, that, that takes you also to making your life exciting because if you're happy, like you say, which I love that you say that you wake up now, like today you woke up excited, you're ready to go, you know, you're ready to do your thing. Um, and, and, and God works in mysterious ways. Look at how our conversation has morphed into this, which, you know, for your listeners, just so you know, Steph and I didn't have an outline or agenda. We were just <laughs> going to sit down and talk. Right. Um, and this is where, where God led the conversation, because maybe there's some people out there that are going to, that need to hear this, but it's because you're doing what makes you happy. You're doing something that, that fulfills you and and you have a calling for it. And obviously, you know, somebody hopefully will benefit from it. You just have to be happy. And and it's not that hard, you know, you 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 get past a lot of those issues. (laughs) I mean, it's a choice you make, you know, either you're, you're a happy, but I, I really believe it's a choice you make. Yeah. So like I told you, I read your book Mm -hmm. and thank you for that. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Go get it. It's really, there's so much, so many amazing things to that. Just how you live your life. I love that. Cause yeah, you said I do this. I, I have wine. Mm -hmm. I'm just enjoying life. And you're talking about how, what things work for you. One Mm -hmm. of my favorite chapters and there was, there was quite a few, but uh, the 
keep it simple, stupid. Oh yeah. Yeah. Kiss. Or keep it simple. Yeah. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. Uh, kiss. And that's the talking about just living simply. Right. You can have the, yeah, do what you want, have the things, but the, the clutter yeah. messes with right. you. And as somebody who grew up oh in a house God, yeah. full of clutter, uh-huh. I, yeah, it does mess with you. Absolutely messes with your mind. Actually, what what you were saying when I whenever I would travel, I uh-huh. was I was thinking, oh, I I like trink, I like shopping. Well, right, I, yes. I'm less, I less, I shop less now. Like it, it right. used to be kind of like an obsession, right? Um, but I'd have to get trinkets. Yes. Oh, I was here. This you know this little thing that you put. Remember in the old right. days, all the knickknacks. Of course, we used to yeah. put up. Yeah. And you'd have to dust all the time. But oh, I went. <laughs> yeah. I went to England. Look, I got uh-huh. this. It's like now, what do I do with it? Right. Right. <laughs> and right. you said no, you're talking about enjoying the experience rather than right and i think that that really affected me and i was like yeah that's that's still things i need to work on as well well and you know and, and in that specific talk in the book i also mentioned that i i think part of the problem and and i'm just as guilty as you are of buying a bunch of stuff you know as thankfully i'm getting over it but it's also it's marketing you know we're being led to find happiness in buying stuff, but, you know, and, and, and it's so easy to buy stuff nowadays. I mean, Amazon and things like that, they're amazing. It's a convenience too, but you know, do you really need to buy all that stuff you're buying? So what I like to do, if I get the urge to buy something on, let's say, let's use Amazon as an example, you know, that you can have your list on there. So I have a, a list called cooling period and I'll just put it in there and I won't look at it for about a week, you know, and probably after a week I forget and I didn't need it that badly, but it's just about uncluttering and, and if you live uh, in, in your physical space, it's uncluttered. I think your mind <laughs> is uncluttered as well. And I'm not talking about uh, uh, sacrificing luxuries. Look, I mean, in the book, I say, if you want to get a really luxurious car, go for it, you know, but, but you don't have to have the luxurious car, the luxurious boat, the luxurious house, the luxurious clothes and all that, you know, just some give and take. And the, the simpler you keep it, the better it is. And then, you're going to have more money left over. And with that money, then we go back to you defining your pleasures and what you like to do. You know, you have more money for those things um, and enjoying life again, each and every single day and not putting it off to some uh, nirvanic retirement that may never even come, you know, or when the time comes when you really can't enjoy yourself. So I love keeping things simple. Absolutely. And, and the less you have, I think the better it is. And, and, and this, again, it's not about sacrifice. You can have nice things, enjoy them. Uh, you know, it, it just don't want and buy everything, you know? Yeah. And another thing that I started doing is I, I, I think about, hmm, if I buy this, how easy would it be to get rid of or sell? Right. It's hard to sell things. I yes. hate I hate the online selling. It's so yes. complicated and then you mm-hmm. all these people and ah. um, so I'd rather give it away anyway, uh-huh. but it's so true. Cause I'll, I buy something and then now like it's half the price or even mm-hmm. like, Oh, I'll give you 20 bucks for it. Meanwhile, <laughs> right, right. Tops. Yeah. And, uh, and so I started thinking like that and that does help too. I think you oh, yeah. mentioned that in the book. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I have a, my, my uncle, always says it's easy to buy. It's hard to sell. I mean, you think about it, nothing's easier than buying, but it's pretty tough to sell. Um, and I love that you think about it because then you go, oh, wait a minute, I'm going to buy this for a hundred bucks. And maybe if I get tired of it, I might get $10 for it. You know, the one that came out 
uh, great with me was my oldest daughter, Maria, because, you know, I started clearing all the clutter and all that. And she took everything. And, and I think the the website that she went on, I think it's called Poshmark. I'm not sure. Um, or something like that. And she sold out a bunch of stuff. But of course, you know, I, like I told her, look, every dollar you get is profit for you. And she wound up, you know, getting a pretty good amount of money. I mean, not huge, but it was fun. Um, but if you think about it that way, okay, I'm going to spend this money today. And if I get tired tomorrow, I'm going to lose. No, it doesn't make sense. Well, I also heard something, I think it was Hen- Dr. Henry Cloud uh, saying what you, what you put your, well, probably other people said it, but what you put your, your time and money into takes away from time and yes. money from something else. And that yes. impacted me too. Well, Art, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Oh, it's already been you. an hour. <laughs> I know, no, no, but I've loved it. And, and I'm happy to come back anytime. Uh, I, I think what you're doing is awesome. I think also that where you are on your journey is cool but remember that it's your journey just make it yours and and let your heart and your mind guide you your soul you know don't don't live life the way other people tell you you should or i mean honestly when they give you advice say okay well thank you and if it's good advice you know you can internalize it if it's bad just let it go out the the other year and, and enjoy your life i think you're doing great and you're helping a lot of people so god bless and i'm happy to come back anytime and and we'll keep talking and and see what else we come up with thank you so much and you as well the wisdom go out and buy the the let's talk book there's a lot of great wisdom in there from art and how can people how can people get your book well sure i mean it's on amazon barnes and noble um i also have a website it's called riostalks.com r-i-o-s talks with an s at the end.com yeah, you can get the book on there, but the book is on Amazon. And uh, I, I got to tell you, honestly, my favorite, and I shouldn't say this because I'm an author. My favorite was actually doing the audio book because I recorded it oh, because, nice. you, were, you know, you know, we were talking about voiceovers and all that. But I said, no, I got to do this. And it was I really enjoyed it because it's having a true conversation. At least it feels like it to me. Um so that was a lot of fun. But no, yeah, you can go on on all the platforms and get the book. Um, but let me know, you know, how what you thought about it. Uh, reach out to me, art at riostalks.com. I love to get emails from readers. You know, we're on Facebook and all the platforms as well. We have a great following. But I love to hear from readers. And sometimes I, I get incredible ideas from readers. Sometimes I, I cry of, of joy and laughter. Some of the comments are hilarious. Uh, and someone will flat out tell me that I'm an idiot. And you know what? God bless them because I like that too. But then they will be, you know, this was idiotic, but I like that. Okay, great. Perfect. Um, but I just love to hear from everybody. And again, uh, I, Stephanie, I congratulate you on your podcast and what you're doing. It's great stuff. And just keep on your journey. You're, you're, I, I think you're already happy. I think you're going to get happier every day. Life isn't perfect, you know, but, uh, but it depends on how we look at it. Thank you so much, Art. This has been wonderful. All right. Well, you have a lovely day. And everybody out there, the same. God bless. If you want to follow me on social media, you can find me on Twitter at Steph underscore Ann underscore web, Instagram, Stephanie underscore Ann underscore web, Facebook, Stephanie Ann web, and my website is stephanieannweb.com, where you can find my podcast episodes for the Stuff Up podcast and check out my blog. And you can buy my children's book called What Should Dragon Do? A story about living together with other people, how to handle the little situations, and how to live together with kindness.
I appreciate you all. You are amazing. Thank you so much for listening. Now go out there and make it a great day. Bye.